Radio and Podcast Family. Welcome to another edition of the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC, a faith talk show sharing the good news with you. Hello, Radio and Podcast Land. Today, Pastor and I are going to discuss a part two of the Bible history. Part two, okay. We did Bible history last week and we just felt that we needed to put a little bit more into it. We will discuss Bible history as it relates to how the Bible came into existence. And you know, Radio Land, that the Bible is our roadmap as the people of God. Last week, we talked about the Bible is seen as the inspiration for human existence. We want you to know that because it's true. Yet many people don't even own a Bible or if they own one, guess what? That's right. They don't read it. Plenty of dust. Yes, it does. Or it's a a weight. Oh, paperweight. Okay, yes. (laughs) Many people, especially our youth, see it as a fantasy not pertinent to our ways of today. But 2 Timothy 2, 15-16 states, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly divining the word of truth, but shun idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. And one of the things that we keep trying to emphasize is that the next generation needs this teaching. And it's affirmed in the New Testament. Remember, Paul gave the letter to the church at Ephesus He gave instruction to fathers regarding their children that they should bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's Ephesians 6, 4. You're right, JC. Some individuals see the Bible as nothing but fables, myths, and no place in our lives. Of course, many buy into the lie that the Bible has no place in our lives. But we consider the Bible, that's JC and I, we consider the Bible as our operating manual. Yes, we do. On how to live a faithful and successful life. The reason why, when we worked in our business, we always had a standard operating procedure for each task that we did in order to go from point A to point B. That's how the Bible is. It gives you a point A to point B. B, praise God. Like you brought up 2 Timothy, and last week I mentioned in um, uh, 3.16, Timothy 3.16-17, all scripture, all scripture, not parts, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I love it that they may be perfect. You hear that, audience? Our most important role is believing in the living God, his word, and passing this word to our children. God has full authority over our lives and shapes our experience based on our not only connection, but our personal relationship to him. Believe it or not, it's true. And remember, it is coming that time, end of year. I cannot believe we have gone through a whole year of 2020. It just seems like 
the year just flew by amidst all of the COVID. issues with the COVID, the shutdown. Uh, my heart goes out to all of our restaurant owners. Uh, I'm sure they are dealing with some major issues, especially in those Barbers, states. Hair salons. Yes, where they're actually shut down. So remember, it's year-end giving time, and you're sowing into fertile ground. And we're just asking. Um, we talked about Pastor and I being married for 48 years. You can give a one-time gift of yes. $4.80, $48, $480, and a blessing of $4,800. But not only can you do it one time, you could do it on a recurring basis. Yes. You can go to our website at we Livingstones with an S dot org or cash app yes. dollar sign L stones 51. Praise God. Well, we're going to take a break, but before we do, we want to recognize our sponsor, Dr. Elton Powell of Dynamic Spile and Wellness Center. Just give him a call and make an appointment at 850-402-9061. That's 850-402-9061. Or take time to visit his website at dynamicspineandwellness.com. You know, Dr. Powell, he has a holistic approach to chiropractic medicine, whose motto is live happy. Love it. Live happy. Love it. Live happy free of pain. Live happy losing weight. Just just be happy. So stay tuned to uh, the Bible history, and we'll be right back. My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Seasons greetings from Pastor Gary and Elder JC. We're the host of the Stone Builders Hour on Wave 94. Tune in every Thursday at 5 o'clock for a faithful Bible-based show. Together, we're praying for you to have a safe and healthy holiday. God bless each and every one of you. Welcome back. Welcome back. 
family, radio land, friends, neighbors. Yes. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. And we are talking about Bible history. Yes. We're going to talk about in the beginning, in the middle, and uh, maybe we'll use part three for it in the end. Praise God. Uh, not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> Before we continue, please know that you can listen to us at your convenience and all our previous shows on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Praise all God. Right. And JC mentioned that year in given. You know, you don't have to wait till the year end. You can do that right now in Jesus' name uh, because it's all about cheerful givers. And being able to sow into fertile grounds and know that your investment is going to good use in the kingdom. Praise God. So uh, just one, just to let you know, go to welivingstones.org or uh, to uh, check out the website. You know, we are the Living Stones. Uh, the Stone Builders just happen to be our radio program. Or you could do the cash app, dollar sign, lstones51. And we will be blessed to have you join us as a partner. So yes. let's just praise the Almighty and let us return to the rest of the story. The Bible, as we always say, is the holy scripture of the Christian religion, purporting to tell the history of the earth from its earliest creation to the spread of Christianity in the first century A.D., and I just want to bring up one little thing that uh, Jesus spoke of specifically. And he said that uh, there's much more to Christianity than most people realize. And one of the things, note the words of Jesus or Yeshua. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And that's Matthews ten thirty seven. Christ is plain because he wants individuals that are going to be his disciple and have him in his hearts and in our lives. Romans fifteen four says, "For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience." and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Brothers and sisters, ladies yes. and gentlemen, sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, the scriptures is for our learning so that we could have hope. And I have hope every day. I look forward. I am grateful when the day begins because what does the Bible also say? It's new grace and every new day. mercy every day. I need about an hour. Yeah, about every second. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament have undergone changes over the centuries. We know when man puts his hands into stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, something related to, to uh, what's going on with the election, but including <laughs> the publication of the King James Bible in 1611 and the addition of several books that were discovered later. The Old Testament, of course, is the first section of the Bible covering the creation of earth through Noah and the flood, Moses and more, finishing with the Jews being expelled to Babylon. And remember, those are those first five books make up what Jews know today as the Torah. Torah. 
So we are going to go delve into a little bit of that as we go pace by pace. That's a story unto itself. Yes. The scripture tells us in Job 8, 8 through 10, for inquire, please, of the former age. That goes back before it. Sometimes we got to go back in history and consider the things discovered by their fathers. For we were born yesterday and know nothing because our days on earth are a shadow. Mm. Will they not teach you and tell you in other words from their heart? That's why sometimes you just have to read. You just can't go by what somebody teaches you. Uh, we had a lot of interns and students who've come through Living Stones for like six, seven years. And, uh, and we're amazed that some of the, we would have history lessons at the conference table. And some of the things that they weren't, well, they didn't teach us that. Well, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> they didn't teach you. You're supposed to learn. learn. Yes. You're supposed to go out and get it. If you're waiting to be spoon-fed, then you're going to go hungry. Praise God. The Bible's Old Testament, like JC said, is very similar to the Hebrew Bible, which has origins in the ancient religion of Judaism. The exact beginning of Jewish religions are unknown. But the first known mention of Israel is an Egyptian inscription from the 13th century BC from Egypt. Yes. In the years after Yeshua was crucified at Calvary, the story of his life, death, and resurrection was not immediately written down. The experiences of the disciples, like Matthew and John, would have been told and retold at many dinner tables and firesides or up on a you know, camping or walking along for decades before anyone recorded them for posterity. Also, the Apostle Paul's writing, or equally central to the New Testament, was not even present among the early believers until a few years after Yeshua's execution. I believe a lot of times why individuals or people of faith, uh, even non-believers, atheists, believe that the Bible is false because it didn't come out like I could go to my computer and type it up and mm-hmm. print it or go to a printer. It wasn't until current uh, history that the Bible was even printed. So many of the things that have been written down were based, remember last week, on fragments and pieces of manuscripts that were found. And the Bible versus even our most ancient writings had 10 times the amount. So they they had 24,000 fragments found or pieces, some probably whole pieces. Because remember the Dead Sea Scrolls brought a light to a lot of the new gospels in the New Testament. So, but following the conquest by Alexander the Great, the Hebrew Bible was translated into Greek in the third century B.C., known as the Septuagint. This Greek translation was initiated at the request of King Ptolemy of Egypt to be included in the Library of Alexandria. Remember now, there was great learning going on in Africa, in Egypt. They had universities. So, he right, he felt that this was important enough to include in that learning. And where are we today? Are we doing that? Are we stunning ourselves to show ourselves approved as in 2 Timothy? Well, 
you know, after Constantine died, he didn't have any heirs. Mm. So they divided up his kingdom among the Roman generals. And the one who went to Egypt, King Potem, Potemami? Totally. The totally. Is, oh, the is side. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we got to remember all this. Okay. So, and he wanted to basically become a pharaoh. Ah. And so he wanted to be the pharaoh. And so he had people from the Egyptian culture wouldn't recognize him as that. So yeah, they killed him. <laughs> they killed all those who were against him. Oh, boy. But then what they did, they called together the Council of Nicaea. Yes. Uh, the But the Septuagint was the version of the Bible that the early Christians used in Rome. The book of Daniel, believe it or not, was written during this period and included in the Septuagint at the last moment, though the text itself claims to have been written sometime around 586 B.C., the Bible just didn't come out as a neat little book. It was sections that were written during certain times in history by the prophets, yeah. old and new. Uh, there's even a, ver- not a version, but it's even stated that even some of the uh, New Testament were written together during the same period by different individuals, like Paul was writing. Uh, Paul was writing theses. He yeah. was writing everything. <laughs> he was a prolific writer. Yeah. Um, but he was also John and the uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were also writing around these same times at various parts of the globe. So you can imagine when we're trying to put this together in during this time of the Council of Nicaea that they had pieces and they had to put it together the best way they thought although many people know the bible as 66 books but they're missing the apocrypha and if you don't know what that is it is the period between malachi and the new testament there were because sometimes you read malachi and you're going well how do we get to malachi and then we go over to matthews well there's a whole section section of bible that's missing because i think overall it's like 99 books so we need to be researching we need to be studying ourselves um i I loved uh back when we were in pensacola at new dimensions christian center one of the things uh, pastor burns always taught us he says i'm teaching you but you need to take notes you need to write it down, and then you need to go back and study it for yourself. So that's what Pastor and I did. We went back and studied it for ourselves because the enlightenment, when the Spirit comes upon you, is going to give you that word of what it really right. means. It's just not what some what a pastor says to you, whether bishop or you know uh, head of a major ministry. It's what you yourself are getting out of it after you research it and read it. Uh, the Apocrypha was included with the Bible as uh, printed as it was printed for centuries yes. until the Count, ni- Council of Nicaea. Well, no, after that, it's like 1900s, like okay, 1980s okay. or something where that where they that not 1980s but uh, 1880s, okay, where they uh, removed it out of the Bible and made it separate and apart. Well, they also felt it was not indicative 
of a continuum of the Bible. They wanted they wanted the Bible to have certain edicts and certain laws and certain uh, religious beliefs, and they felt the Apocrypha wasn't there. But the Apocrypha, if you read it, does give you more a continuum. It'll answer a lot of un- uh, unanswered questions. questions. Yes, it that's does. for sure, whether you believe it or not. And some of the books, uh, they're, they're believable. But matter of fact, we should do something in the future on the Apocrypha and some of the books and, and how the Bible and that ties together. Well, remember, one of the reasons why the Apocrypha was a controversy, because it was controversial, was that it did not line up with the Christian church as Alexandria and all of them believed. So as time went on, it became known as they weren't as important as the other books. 66 books. But if many people have an idea of this gap between events like you said in uh, 586 or that gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament the book that emerged few will appreciate how little we know about the first Christian Bible True, the oldest completely New Testament that survived today is from the 4th century but it had predecessors which have long since turned to dust Mm. so what did the original Christian Bible look like how and where did it emerge? And why are scholars still arguing about these from <laughs> 1800 to 2000 years after Yeshua's execution? But before we go into details, let's take a break to hear some from our sponsors. They are so important. Matter of fact, you can become a sponsor too uh, uh, yes. uh, as a Living Stones. And you can just uh, send us an email at gary at welivingstones.org uh, or visit our website at WeLivingStones.org and, um, and, and, and become a, a sponsor of the show. But uh, we're going to go listen to them. Uh, stay tuned and we'll be right back. someone loves you, they don't hit you. Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Dating or relational violence is an act or threat of violence by one member of a couple against the other person in a relationship. It's also when one partner tries to maintain power and control over the other through abuse or violence. The abuse can include isolating you from others, threatening you, your family, or even themselves if you don't do what they want, physical violence, or sexual acts. This is not about love. It's about control. It's not about anything you did wrong. It's about control. If you're in a relationship like this, you're not alone. There is help. Contact Refuge House, your school guidance counselor, or law enforcement. Just remember, there is help. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida Chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Living Stones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. 
Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Pastor and I truly appreciate you taking your valuable time to listen to the Stone Builders Hour with us. And talk show about the Almighty as our head and Yeshua as our mentor. Remember he said, he who loves mother and father more than me, he will not be a disciple. To pick up before the break, oral to written historical accuracy is central to the New Testament. Just as we said, there were pieces and fragments that people were writing all during this time. Could you imagine the excitement of having your Lord and Savior living among you, speaking with you? I'm sure there were a lot of journals that we may not even be privy to that people were writing because of the excitement and what it what it stated to them and what they believed. The issues at stake were pondered in the book itself by Luke, the evangelist, as he discusses the reason for writing what became his eponymous gospel. And remember, Luke was our doctor. Yes. So you think of a doctor being involved with Yeshua, what it actually means. Luke writes in one three, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus. The New Testament tells the story of the life of Yeshua in the early days of Christianity, most notably Apostle Paul's efforts to spread Yeshua's teaching. And remember, Paul was a convert. He was a devout Jewish individual who was persecuting the Christians in the beginning until God had to slap him upside his head and make him blind and then be uh, have a changed heart. But Paul and all, he has, uh, there's 27 books, and they were all originally written in Greek. He definitely was on fire for the Lord because he had to put it all down in writing. And, you know, the Almighty had to be with him because 
his reputation preceded him as the persecutor of the Christians. I mean, he was dastardly. He was killing folks. And that's on his road to Mm Nasea was to take out a whole bunch of more Christians, praise God. But they was on the road to Damascus. Oh, Damascus. Yes. I'm on the council of Nasea. Okay. Which is (laughs) historical because of what is even going over in Damascus today. Oh. I mean, those lands, when you think about all of that historical history, is being destroyed Destroyed. within our lifetime. Yes, in Iraq. Yes, we will never be able to see any of those items again whatever's been stored there has been destroyed we were just recently looking at um i think a movie and we were uh, a a place came up called bosell and one of the things i wanted to go see it well there's nothing to see it's nothing but rubble. rubble this was some of the most historic ancient lands that due to war and rumors of war yeah. And devastation is now destroyed forever. Yes, I don't ever see the, just the 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 structure, the the the, the history, the, the the pottery, the the buildings, the artwork, the the families, the people, and some God. people are still living among these ruins because that's their home. Yes, in the early years after Yeshua's death and resurrection, there was no apparent need for writing uh, biographies about Yeshua Mm. because those living in Jerusalem regions uh, during that time, they were witnesses of Yeshua and aware of his ministry. So, however, when the news of uh, Yeshua spread beyond Jerusalem and the eyewitnesses were no longer readily accessible, Mm. there was a need for a written account to educate others about Yeshua's life and ministry. The early church accepted the New Testament books almost as soon as they were written. Interesting. It's already been mentioned that the writers were friends of Yeshua or his immediate followers, men to whom Jesus had entrusted the leadership of the early church. And remember, he told Peter, you're Cephas, Cephas, you're the rock upon whom I'm going to build this church. The gospel writers, Matthew and John, were some of Jesus' closest followers. Yeah, they were running partners Yes, they were always. Mark and Luke were companions of the apostles, having access to the apostles' accounts of Yeshua's life. The other New Testament writers had immediate access to Jesus as well. So So you know that that was... First-hand information. It wasn't being, as we're looking at it now today, we're reading it, what they wrote down. Yeah. But they were there. Eyewitness accounts. Yes. James and Jude were half-brothers of Jesus who initially did not believe in him. Yeah, we did a story about that earlier. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, Peter was one of the 12 apostles. Paul started out, as we said previously, as a violent opponent of Christianity and a member of the religious ruling class. But after God blinded him and slapped him upside his head, he became an ardent follower of Yeshua, convinced that Jesus rose from the dead and told most of his followers that if you believe in him, that not only will you be saved, 
but that you will have the strength of the Holy Spirit to accomplish anything you wanted in your life. I mean, and also to see, to, to have Yeshua uh, crucified, and then afterwards to see him physically yes. and talk to him physically, and, and then to be blinded, and then to regain sight through a word. I mean, his whole life became a topsy-turvy. That's being on fire. For the Lord. But remember, we said that always is God doesn't change your personality. He was a fervent on fire for the Jewish faith. But when he got converted, he became just as on fire for Yeshua. You know, the reports in uh, the New Testament books it basically lined up with uh, what thousands of witnesses had seen for themselves. Mm. When other books were written hundreds of years later, it wasn't difficult for the church to spot some of them as forgeries. For example, the Gospel of Judas. It was written by the Gnostic sect around 130, 170 AD, long after Judas' death. Mm. And then you have the Gospel of Thomas, written around 140 AD, is another example of a counterfeit writing erroneously burying an apostle's name. These and other Gnostic gospel conflicted with known teachings of Yeshua and the Old Testament and often contain numerous historical and geographical errors. Now, some folks will say that that's the truth. They say that the gospel of Thomas is real and the gospel of Judas is real, but when you start reading them, does it line up? You know, the, word. It, uh, the Bible tells us uh, uh, research uh, precept by precept. Line upon line. And if it doesn't match up to that, then you got to start questioning things. Even though we have our Peter, I mean, John, Peter, uh, Mark, and and Luke. Now, they were at the same events and saw things differently, too. Well, the, well and that's true. And that's indicative of any situation you're getting for eyewitness accounts and of course we all see things differently even if we're at the same scene you know the the, uh, police (laughs) always say that you're at the scene of the crime and they ask Mm -hmm. four different people and four different people uh give them an account you know someone could be tall someone could be short someone could be fat someone could be thin so it really is dependent but the difference with those gospels are that they do line up more than they are different And I was going to say, you talk about the Gnostic Gospels. You know, there are Christian sects that call themselves Gnostics. That's right. So they have a kind of a belief a little bit different than what it is. But we know that the Bible is the inspired word Word of of God. God. And he gave that inspiration to men to put that truth into action. Because he knew that those of us who are so far removed from Yeshua need to know the truth and have it in a sense, have it in a package that would make it more amenable to us. So Psalm 78, three to four states, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us, uh, you hear that parents are, and our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come to the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. As mentioned earlier, uh, pertaining to 27 books in AD 367, 
Athanasius formally listed the 27 New Testament books, the same list we have today, soon after Jerome and Augustine circulated the same list. These lists, however, were not necessary for most Christians. By and large, the whole church had recognized and used the same list of books since the first century after Christ. That that is keeping a lot of history over that time period. I mean, could you imagine? I'm, I'm always looking for, I have notebooks everywhere because I'd like to keep things written in journals. But, um, you know, a few it's, times I'll come across something and says, oh, is this where this is hiding? So could you imagine those same 27 books being consistently passed down and the same? Well, it's just like passing down photographs uh, after someone dies. You know, I know when my mother passed on, we came across a lot of different photos and writings and, and scriptures and things of nature that she studied on. And so you take that and then pass it down to the, the next group of folks so they know. So just as those books were passed down from century to century, Boy, that's, that's truly amazing. It is. That, that, that some of them have still survived. So as the church grew beyond the Greek-speaking lands and needed to translate the scriptures, and as splinter sects, as we talked about, the Gnostics continued to pop up with their own competing holding books, it became more important to have a definitive list. And I think that... That is what birthed the Council of Nicaea, eventually. Well, we're going to take a look at uh, our next section of real Bible history. So we're going to take a short break, listen to our sponsors, and remember, don't forget, year in giving. Yes. We'll be right back. All right. Now I've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, to ya? It goes like this The fourth, the fifth The minor fall and the major lifts The baffled king composing Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Happy Holidays from Living Stones International. Your year in giving will support outreach to fathers and mothers with parenting tips on how to be a 24-7 dad and a guidebook to help families parent their children. You can sow a gift either with Cash App, dollar sign, Elstones51, or at WeLivingStones.org. Stay safe and have a healthy, blessed holiday. Man, what did you get on that math test? Dude, I failed it. I got an F. Bro, it was kind of hard, but I got a B on it. I thought I knew the answers, but I missed some days from school. Were you sick? Nah, just didn't feel like coming. 
Look, man, every day you miss school, you fall further behind in your classes. You miss information that help you pass quizzes and tests. It's important that you come to school. Don't become a statistic. When you skip school, you miss out on your potential. For more information, contact the Leon County Schools Office of Prevention, Intervention, Equity, and Services at 487-7306. Welcome back and truly appreciate you staying with us and enjoying our walk through Bible history. And this is Pastor Gary Elder JC. We're, we're just excited to, to be here, uh, you know, just sharing the good news. And because uh, it's not about us, it's about uh, you and the opportunity to serve the Almighty and knowing what the truth is, because they say the truth shall set, set you free. free. Yep. And not only do we have today's day, we have a lot of well-preserved copies of original Bible manuscripts. And we also have testimonies from both uh, Jewish and Roman historians, also Hebrew historians. Um, The gospel reports that Yeshua of, of Nazareth performed many miracles, was executed by the Romans, rose from the dead, and numerous ancient historians backed the Bible's account of the life of uh, Yeshua and his followers. You know, Pastor, Proverbs 19.2 states, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Uh-oh. <laughs> also, that the soul be without knowledge. It is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. And I always told our children that. <laughs> There's a lot going on with the election with that verse yeah, there. So <laughs> on both like sides. <laughs> I think one of the things that we, the key word there is integrity. Yes. And I think so many times, many of us forget that integrity is just more than saying it. It's living it. You know, uh, it's walking in it. But one of the historians of the first century, Rome, Cornelius Tacitus, this is around 55 to 120 AD, and I translated some of his work too. Back in school? Yes, in high school from Latin to English. She went to a Catholic school. Yes. St. Stephen's Catholic School. Matter of fact. <laughs> and uh, Bishop Hoyle post- High School. There's a posting uh, on Facebook. We're members of Growing Up in Hazelwood, which yes. is in Pittsburgh. And one of her classmates actually posted a picture of her eighth grade class where she's in the top. There's only two black kids uh, in that whole uh, eighth grade class. Yes. You and Brenda Suber. Yes. And, uh, and I went to school with Brenda Suber. Uh, uh, in high school. Uh, in high and school I went and, to Bishop Boyle. But uh, it just, I went on a rabbit trail. What was I talking about? <laughs> we were talking about integrity. And you, integrity. Mentioned, and you mentioned about the picture. That oh, the was picture. Posted. Right, right, right. So, and it was funny to see myself back during that time because- right. Not only just being one of a few blacks in the Catholic school, we lived in an area where there was a preponderant of, you talk about immigrants, there was a massive immigration around 49 to 51 of Yugoslavians, Czechoslovakians, Hungarians. Hungarians. So we knew, and Greeks too, but we knew more about uh, 
what is it, shepherd's pie and some of the foods that they ate because they used to cook in our cafeteria. Now, that was going really off yeah, <laughs> on the rabbit trail. trail. Oh, that's what walking in the, the knowledge. Okay. In the integrity. Right, in integrity. And, uh, but Cornelius Tacitus, an historian in the first century Rome, is considered one of the most accurate historians of the ancient world. An excerpt from his writings tells us that the Roman emperor Nero inflicted the most exquisite torture on a class. I don't know about how exquisite it is (laughs) called Christians. So that means they were doing some things that they had no business. People were really getting paid because they believed in Jesus. But Christus or Christ from whom the name had its origin, suffered the extreme penalty during the reign of Tiberius at the hands of one of our procurators, and that was Pontius Pilate. And remember I said back about the word integrity? He thought he had integrity by wiping, uh, washing his hands of the situation, but that's not integrity. Ladies and gentlemen, that's someone who just wants to put the blame on somebody else. Because if he would have had integrity, he should have overruled those Jewish leaders at the time. But that is something that Yeshua had to walk through. Why? Because we needed to be saved. He had to suffer for our sins. Because it was written previously. Fulfillment of scripture. Yes, and that's from the beginning of the Old Testament, from Isaiah and Daniel too. So, We're just trying to connect the dots to show you that the Bible is real. I know I went on that rabbit trail about you in in, uh, middle school was uh, the Roman Catholicism and the Catholics. And that's how you do it. Oh, that's right. Because you know how to pronounce all these words. (laughs) You know all this other kind of stuff. You know about the catechism. You translate and stuff like that. Well, I didn't learn that in public school. Praise God. Well, just like we said, though, just because you're not learning it doesn't mean you can't research it and find it out for yourself. Thank God that I am hungry for the Almighty and hungry and for, for the word. word. Thank you. Because just like Flavius Josephus, did I get that right, Mr. Josephus? C? Josephus, okay. Who was a Jewish historian around AD 38 through uh, 100. He wrote about Yeshua and his Jewish antiquities. From Josephus, we learned that Yeshua was a wise man who did surprising feats, taught many, won over followers from among the Jews and the Greeks, was believed to be the Messiah. He was accused by the Jewish leaders, was condemned to be crucified by Pilate, and was considered to be resurrected. Mm. Uh, For instance, the books of Matthew and Luke present different accounts of Jesus' birth and all contradict each other about the resurrection. Well, remember, just like we said, they yeah. they that was their account as they saw through their eyes. And we know people give different accounts. Well, it's just like uh, when uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, Peter cut off the guard's ear. He's a it's only captured in that in the one book. Right, right, right. So um, as we look at uh, these two gospels. Um, the sections of the New Testament uh, concerning uh, these Gospels are different, 
but they were written 40 years after the That's earliest right. Christian material. That's so right. can you remember 40 years ago what you were doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't even yesterday. <laughs> and these were the letters of Paul known as the epistles. Paul's letters were distributed by churches sometime around 50 AD, possibly just before Paul died. Yeah. Scribes copied the letters and kept them in circulation. As circulation continued, the letters were collected into uh, books. And you know what this reminds me of? Uh, people who give out those tracks. Yes, yeah, they yeah, give out yeah. tra- <laughs> the tracks that have different uh, uh, Bible verses and other things on them. That's what they were doing back there, giving out <laughs> tracks. Could you bet? And probably people, you know how uh, some people receive it. Some people throw them to the side, and some people say, "What the heck is this?" So right. that that's interesting. I tell that's a story right. when I was. Uh, uh, God bless me to have uh, opportunities to serve in a lot of different ways, but I've, I've served as a chaplain. I was a chaplain at Wakala State Prison for about four years, and. Um, and there was a, a, a volunteer that would come in, an older gentleman. He'd been doing it for like 20 some odd years. And he would come in with a, like a uh, suit coat on, yes. like a suit coat I on. I can remember And him. he would have tracks, all kind of tracks in every pocket and everything. So if you're having a conversation with him and it hit upon something, he had a track for it. He would go <laughs> around with all the inmates passing out tracks and he had comedy along with it. And sometimes you can have fun in the Lord. Yes. And, and sometimes we, we can be too serious about God, but he made your day lively and fun. Well, and he was a firm believer. That's why he did it. He wanted to pass that gospel on to those who didn't have it. So just remember that each apostle or disciple had a very specific reason for writing what they did. And Luke states that the reason... His purpose in writing the gospel is to present an orderly account of Mm. all that Jesus began both to do and teach. So he wanted people to know in an orderly fashion what Jesus was doing. That's right, because in some of the churches, uh, they were inspired by Paul. They began to write and circulate their own letters. And so historians believe that some books of the Old New Testament, not Old New Testament, but the New Testament attributed to Paul were in fact written by disciples and imitators. As Paul's words were circulated, an oral tradition began in churches telling stories about Yeshua, including teaching and accounts of post-resurrection appearances. Sections of the New Testament attributed to Paul talk about Yeshua with a first-hand feeling. But Paul never knew Yeshua, except mm. in visions he had, and the Gospels were not yet written at the time of Paul's letters. The oral traditions within the church formed the substance of the Gospels, the earliest books in which, uh, which, which was uh, written by Mark, was around 70 AD, which was 40 years after the death of Christ. Mm. It's interesting that each of them, uh, they also in some cases, do attribute that some of Paul's writings were written by some of the other apostles. But all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, were published anonymously, but historians believe that the books were given the name of Jesus' disciple to provide direct links to Jesus to lend them greater authority. Mm. 
Matthew and Luke were next in the chronologically, uh, or the chronology. Both use Mark as a reference, but Matthew is considered to have another separate source known as the M source, as it contains some different material from Mark. Both books also stress the proof of Jesus' divinity more than Mark did. And it's interesting to note that the book of Acts uh, doesn't mention a specific author, but many indicated that it might have been Luke, as he was known, the beloved physician. (laughs) The author was the same person as the one who wrote the third gospel. He was closely associated with Paul, as indicated in the we sections of the book. He was a man of culture, which probably during that time most doctors were. Um, He also had a certain literary style when he wrote. He had a universal outlook, and he revealed an interest in medical matters because Luke is the one who always tells the, uh, the, uh, when Jesus did the uh, miracles, he was very thorough in how he described them and how he put them forth. So these books of the Bible, not only did they inspire others to continue to pass them along, they themselves were an inspiration to many to just continue with that particular um, process to just keep the, the book yeah. books alive. And when you think about it, how many of you read your Bible trying to start at Genesis and read it straight and straight through? through. Right. You never make it. <laughs> One of the things that I was taught, or what we were taught, is to start with the Psalms. Because those are more, they have a finer point as being like poetry or poems. So you tend to be able to read them and have more of an understanding. And then as you get into it, then you can start looking at Proverbs. Then you can start looking at maybe going to the beginning of Genesis. But read the Bible like you would read stories. Look at if you're a Christian who doesn't think he, you can hold the efforts of, of reading through all of the Genesis and all the lineage, then go ahead and read the New Testament. Go ahead and read Proverbs. Go ahead and read those things that uh, are necessary to get your understanding because the more you read it, the more God will give you that spirit of fulfillment and understanding yes. so that you become like us, uh, we're, we're, we love studying the Bible. We love digging and going through it to make sure we're on the right page, that we are having an understanding of what this word means to us as the body of Christ. So we are going to um, take our final break and just know we trust that you're getting something out of this as far as the Bible is real and it is coming alive for you. We'll be right Thank back. You. Stay tuned. Silent night. Only night. All is calm. All is Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. 
I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. Season's greetings from Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. We're the host of the Stone Builders Hour on Wave 94. Tune in every Thursday at 5 o'clock for a faithful Bible-based show. Together, we're praying for you to have a safe and healthy holiday. God bless each and every one of you. We're back. Praise God. Yes. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you, Father, for imparting into us. Uh, the, the, and I pray that we're sharing this good news that people can understand to stir up their gifts where they would go out and search out the word too, especially during this time of calamity, uh, not only with the COVID-19 increasing uh, just 139 people died here in Leon County. And, um, and I know the schools are back and everyone's having challenges right now, uh, not only here in the Big Bend area, but in across the country. Uh, we were just talking to our, our second daughter who just turned 41 yesterday. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> 41. I thought she was 40. Where'd that time go? <laughs> <laughs> you lost a year. I sure <laughs> did. But she, we're talking on the phone with her and her, her uh, our, our granddaughter. She come in trying to answer the phone. It's like, wait a minute. She's supposed to be uh, online school. Online school. Because <laughs> in Pennsylvania, they're still yes. not in school since March, last March. Yes. They haven't been in school. And so, um, but it's like, thank you, Lord. For, I think it's a good thing for the children to be in school right now. So do I, because that's how they will build up their immune system. That's why you have to, there's answers to what's going on today, because there's nothing new under the sun. Yes, History tends to repeat themselves. And if you study the word, you're going to see that, wow, this has already happened once before. And Leviticus, uh, for those, even though that's the Old Testament, 
gives guidelines for quarantine, what you should do when people are sick and not healthy. So for me, it's a natural <laughs> remedy. And one of the things that, uh, uh, radio audience that we need to really look at, are we building up our immune system? Right. Everyone's worried about getting the vaccine or that's going to be the cure. It is not. If your body is not healthy, and if you're not keeping up your immune system, vitamin C, vitamin D, I mean, there's so many things eating properly <laughs> oh, wow. that we could be doing for ourselves to keep this COVID-19 away. And we're doing it here at our Praise home. God. Yes, we are. But, you know, I just said, I asked uh, JC just the other day, I said, well, it don't look like you're going to uh, heaven. What are you talking about? Well, uh, the Pope said that if you don't take the vaccine, you're not going to heaven. It's like, what? What? Oh, God. I, that's why okay. you need to be in your word. word. Wow. <laughs> the Pope said, if I don't take the, 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 I don't even do a flu shot, but if I don't take the shot, then I'm going to hell. Okay, let's go back to, let's talk about the, the, the Bible and history. Bible history. Now, that's some. <laughs> that's another conversation. That's another conversation. Praise God. We should do some. <laughs> we should do something about that one. But the Bible, the book of John, that was written around 100 AD. And it was the final of the four uh, and has a reputation for hostility to Yeshua's uh, Jewish contemporaries. Mm. You know, all four books, which is Matthew, Luke, John, and Mark. Mark, they all cover the life of Yeshua with many similarities, but sometimes contradictions in their portrayals. Each is considered to have his own political and religious agenda linked to authorship. I just have to say this one thing. <laughs> Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he said, I've come to fulfill the law, not to destroy it. Mm. So maybe the Pope <laughs> needs to go read his Bible. <laughs> it doesn't matter if Yeshua really did and said what is in the Gospels. Yes. yes. For faith to really be of any value, it must be based on facts, on reality. Here is why. If you were taking a flight to London, oh, we can't travel. That's right. How about train? <laughs> oh, you can't travel on that either. You Unless would, you get quarantined when yeah, you get there. You would probably have faith that the jet is fueled and mechanically reliable. Yes, mm -hmm. we all did. We all would. The pilot train, yes, and no terrorists on board. Yes. Your faith, however, is not what gets you to London. Hmm. Your faith is useful in that it got you on the plane. Right. But what gets you to London, there goes that word again, is the <laughs> integrity of the plane. Because if it's not working right, oh, I have to tell that story. Go ahead. Well, we went to the Azusa Conference. Oh. <laughs> and we went as a group. I think there must have been about 25, 30 of us. Um, it was that, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes, that we went to... Uh, go to this conference and convention that they held every year. And this was our first experience going. So our church decided, uh, most of our leadership decided that they would go. So we actually flew uh, there and back. But on the <laughs> way back, and the couple that we were with, that we were actually staying with because they had uh, we had suites, uh, we decided that before we 
would get on the plane. We would go ahead and pray um, because, hey, we prayed when we came and we were going to yeah. pray when we leave. But then the flight was delayed and delayed right. and delayed and it was taking a long time. So, then, so long story short, we did get on the plane <laughs> and the couple that we went with, we were kind of towards the front of the plane and right. we were having good conversations, everything. And as we were leaving off the plane, it took us a while to get off. The folks that were in the back came off. They were angry. They were mad. They were saying the plane was on fire. But apparently <laughs> one of the engines was acting up. And all of that uh, commotion was going in the back of the plane that we had nothing That's to great. it. But the thing that the big question mark I had in my mind, wait a minute, we just came from a conference yeah, of faith. And all the and folks all were there. Of, yes. And so were you believing that you weren't going to make it? Mm. So I just thought that this applies so much to this. It's Earl the, Roberts in, was there. Yes. Yeah. The integrity, the integrity. It's not only just the integrity of the plane, but the pilot and all of the things that go into it, you could rely on your positive experience of past flights because all of us had flown before. Right. But your positive experience would not be enough to get that plane to London. What matters is the object of your faith. Is it reliable? And I had that question for all of those people. It was Were you that scared <laughs> that you weren't going to make it after we went through this big hoorah of saying mm-hmm. we believe and we had music and we had prayer and we had small working sessions. Where is your, your faith? faith? That mustard seed faith. Mm. You only need a little bit. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> so is the is the New Testament an accurate, reliable presentation of Yeshua? Yes. Yes. We can trust the New Testament because there is enormous factual support for it. This 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 is this touches upon the following points. Uh, historians concur, archaeology concur, the four gospel biographies agree, the preservation of documents Copies is remarkable. There is a superior accuracy in the translation from, first you got to go from Hebrew to Greek to Aryan. To Aramaic. Aramaic. To Greek to English and whatever other languages are out there. Uh, All this gives a solid foundation for believing that what we read today is what the original writers wrote and experienced in real life in real places. The Apostle John, one of the writers, sums it up well. Now, Yeshua did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. Mm. But these are written so that they may believe that Yeshua is the Christ, yes, Lord. the Son of God, yes. that by believing you may have life in his name. Praise God. We, in the circumstances we are right now, we want to pray for our nation because I think we need it. We yes, need to be coming on one accord. So, audience, join with us. Yes. Father God. As we face these uncertain times in our nation and the world, we ask you, Lord, to dwell among us. We reach out to you in humility 
that you would bring healing to our nation. And that's Second Chronicles 714. I love it. Then if my people who are called, called by, by my name, name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore and restore their Praise land. God. And my Bible says heal their land. I need healing, Lord. You are not a faraway God. You are close and involved on a personal level because you care about each person, no matter the race, gender, economic status, or anything else. You knitted together each individual and still love us equally the same. Yes. There is nothing we could do to earn more of your love. You loved us so much that you sent Jesus, Yeshua, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one to die for all our sins. And we are forever grateful. We trust our nation to your loving care. Lord, send your spirit to touch the hearts of our nation's leaders. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 5, just states, uh, we're going to just read a couple of them. I urge you first to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray in this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we are ending our Bible history part two, and we hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you again. Next, next week, time. yes. Next week, and uh, season's greeting. Uh, we got the you have a holiday on the twenty fifth, and a new year soon, and very soon on the thirty first. Praise God! So, hey, we'll see ya. Stay tuned. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. 